Welcome back to another episode of The Hillary Show. I'm so happy you're here. Today's episode is all about authenticity in being a late 30s woman in the United States where we feel maybe a little bit of pressure, speaking for myself at least, to perhaps stay young, to stay fit and all these things while at the same time being uh, really aware that we're aging. And so today I talk with my longtime BFF and uh, guest co-host, Amy McGrew today about some of the stuff that we do as we approach that big four zero to make ourselves feel good the same way. Like I love to feel good on the inside and I want my outsides to reflect how good I feel on the inside. And some of that has required me going under the knife and needle. Uh, so we're going to talk about that today. I hope you enjoy. What's so fun about this is while we were doing this episode, we had the giggles. We were in one of those days where there was no drugs or alcohol involved, just a lot of fun because it's so fun to get to work with your friends. So if you haven't had the opportunity to do something like that, or you think, man, I have a really fun friend. I should start a podcast. I absolutely encourage you to do it. It is so much fun. And I hope that today you get some good laughs and also feel good about yourself, no matter where you are on your authenticity journey with being open about who you are and unquestioning um, in your pursuit of being totally fully expressed. Have a good one. Today I'm here with Kami and we're going to talk all about the Botox. So I yes. the, the what gave rise to this episode was <laughs> me just admiring how amazing your forehead looks today. And thank you. Thank you. No, it just finally kicked in. The Botox finally kicked in. When did you get it done? Um, last week. So it started kicking in, but I don't know if you've had this issue. It's not an issue, but I guess it started like three fourths of the way down and I could still move the top fourth of my forehead. (laughs) (laughs) And so finally the top fourth, like caught up with the bottom three fourths. Does that make sense? Is that even a thing? I have, I have bangs. So maybe that happens to me and I've never noticed it because my bangs pretty much cover my whole forehead. And my biggest pain point is the 11s. Cause yeah. I always look so angry if I don't have Botox done. <laughs> um, it's just my face. Unfortunately. Um, I think that the interesting thing about Botox, I only got it. I only started getting Botox a couple of years ago and I had only ever really read about it with celebrities who denied getting it. And now right. I'm like, why would people do that? And why is there so much shame in the game about getting some injectables in my face? I call it preventative care at this point. Yes. Like it's, I know I don't have a it's lot like of like taking wrinkles. a vitamin so that you don't have osteoporosis later. Thank you. Yes, I agree. I agree. I've only gotten it a few times and my, my stepmom, uh, she actually ran a plastic surgery center a few years ago. And I got to go in and be, they have like an open house and I got to go in and be the model. And I say that in air quotes, I just got to go get free Botox. And so that was my first experience and it was awesome, but you know, I couldn't necessarily afford it that long ago, or I couldn't justify spending the money on it. Um, you would not give yourself permission. Yes. I would not give myself permission. You know that. And so, you know, the last couple years I've gotten it a few extra times and there's been a, a couple learning, uh, instances for me. So the last time I got it, here's a question. Do you have somebody come to your house or do you go to a facility? 
I go to a facility. I've never done the house parties where like you use a vial or whatever. Uh-huh. I think, I think so in I my drinking know. days, I probably would have, cause I've been like, let's have some wine and we'll do this. But when I go, I mean, I have a huge needle phobia when I did IVF, like Sean had to hold me down, pin me against <laughs> sounds so terrible, pin me against the wall to be able to give me a teeny tiny prick with these little, I mean, I mean, they're teeny tiny needles, but it would take an hour and a half every single night to do these injections. So doing anything on my face with a needle is like a huge thing. I got to go have a sterile environment. I got to get a little worked up beforehand and really get my game face on. I'm opposite. I'll do the home parties. You'll do the home parties. Yes. Yes. I will do the home parties. I feel like you're not scared of needles though. I'm not uh -uh. like I'll watch, I'll watch somebody like when I go get blood, like I'll watch them put it in my arm. I I don't know if it's like a challenge. Like I'm just going to watch it happen. It's like, it's like a stare down. (laughs) (laughs) It is. is. Um, No, but I had one one time where she kind of went a little bit extra on my face and she put it by my, my crow's feet, which I don't really have many wrinkles over there yet. And so when I smiled, like nothing from my cheekbones up moved. And so it was just my cheeks, like (laughs) accumulating. in these balls. It's a shame that this podcast is not video podcast. (laughs) The the, the face scrunching that just happened was awesome. (laughs) Well, that's what I felt like. I felt like I just had just these ball cheeks. Um, So that was my lesson learned that nothing goes below like the top of my eyebrow because I still want my, my face to go up when I smile. You still want your face to go up. So I have Mm -hmm. a lot of lines. Um, I have a lot of crow's feet. I have a lot of crow's feet. And then I also have, I guess they're called smokers lines or like lines that my mom calls them, um, butthole lines because they are like lines that lead into your mouth. So I think we all know what those are. And they had suggested I do a lip flip and do in, in like a filler essentially to try to fill in. Cause it's because my thin, my thins are getting lipper. My lips are getting thinner <laughs> as I get older. And so now they're just going to be like, eventually just be like little lines with, with dashes into uh-huh. them. Um, it hurts so bad though. I couldn't do the injectables again. And even the lip flip, I was like, I can't do it, but you look fantastic. Thank you. I did do the lip flip because I, I have my dad's upper lip. When you smile, it just disappears. Like it just goes away. And so it was actually one of the girls that came to my party. She was like, Hey, I'm going to do a lip flip. You should do it too. And I was like, what are you telling me that I have no lip? And she's like, well, only, I just don't want to do it by myself. So I want somebody else to do it. Said, you know what? Might as well. So she did it. And honestly, it felt so weird to begin with. Like I can't, can't drink out of a straw properly. And Mm -hmm. like I spit in the shower and the spit just fell out of my mouth. Cause it was I did. I couldn't. I like that. That's part of like your test. Can I spit? (laughs) Can I spit? (laughs) Like Leonardo DiCaprio and Kate Winslet on Titanic. (laughs) They're spitting off the side. You're like, I couldn't do that with my lip flip. Sorry. No, but I do like, I do like that. I have an upper lip when I smile. So I will, I will probably get it again. It did sting quite bad. Yeah. Getting it does sting. It does sting. I didn't feel like the juice was worth the squeeze for me, but the pokies in my forehead is totally worth it. It doesn't hurt at all. So uh, I'm amazed. It it feels exactly like when I do acupuncture, which is, you know, that it's happening, but it doesn't hurt. I've never had acupuncture. 
Well, I think with your lack of fear about needles, I, I don't think you would have any uh, <laughs> mental problems with it, mental aver- aversions. Yeah, probably not. Did you like it? I do. Did it help? I don't know. Um, I first started, I did acupuncture when I was extremely late with Lucy and she was this, so I was having a VBAC, which means a vaginal birth after cesarean for all the people who haven't been down this road before. Yes. <laughs> I, I had the twins through a C-section, but I wanted to have Lucy vaginally because I had a really hard recovery with the twins. Um, a C-section is no joke. Like no. you see women after they have a vaginal birth and they're like up walking around and everything. That was not the case for me. I don't know about for you with a nope. C-section. It hurts really bad. And I was like wanting to avoid that particularly because when I had Lucy, the twins were only a year old. So I had infants, well, actually they were a year and a half old, almost two. I had infants that I had to put up on a changing table, like five times a day each and get in and out of high chairs. I couldn't have my stomach split open from a surgery and still be able to run my house. So I was like, yeah, this vaginal birth. I found a birthing center in Korea in Seoul and they did a two, um, ultrasounds, pretty much the whole pregnancy. They're just a very hands-off culture. It was right at the beginning and right at the end when I was anticipated to be due any day. So I was 40 weeks pregnant going in. I'm like, this baby is huge. You were done. (laughs) I'm done. Like, tell me what's going on. And the doctor came in and spoke with me afterward and was like, well, we think that the baby's weighing about 10 to 11 pounds right now. And so, you have a very small frame. And I'm a so a 10 person. to 11 pound baby is yes. Big baby. It was like, so if you're not going to go into labor in probably the next 36, 48 hours, we're going to need to induce you, which is not ideal when you're trying to have a VBAC, because that means the contractions are going to be way harder and it's not good for the original, um, incision. So I went home and I was like, how do you get this baby out? So I'm like, Sean, we have to have all the sex. And mm-hmm. cause apparently that might help. And he's like, you're so huge and sweaty. And <laughs> all right, I'm in and, um, eat spicy food. So I started eating spicy food. And I also read that acupuncture may help. So I went to this very strange, but extremely, um, perfect, Korean acupuncturist and he poked me all up and within 24 hours I was in labor. So I don't know what it was, but, um, I did you do all three of those things, the sex, the spice and the acupuncture pretty much all at the same time. So you can, okay. (laughs) So you really have no judgment on which one worked. (laughs) No, no, it's hard to say. I also tried, uh, when I had Lincoln in in England, I, I also tried to have a vaginal birth because it didn't work with Lucy. Um, and we were way overdue and he was measuring really big and he actually ended up being an 11 pound baby. Lucy was just over 10 pounds, but I didn't try acupuncture. I tried spicy food and the sex and neither of those things really kickstarted things. So I really do. Okay. We're doing a process of elimination. Narrow it down. Yeah. Indicates it was the acupuncture in Korea, but I do acupuncture here every now and then to help with, um, with stress and sadness and depression. And I often get like, um, a, a choking feeling almost like there's like phlegm or something in my throat that you can't clear. 
and there's nothing there. So it's this like blocked oh. feeling. Um, and in Chinese medicine, they call it um, plum pit throat. And it's like, you have a plum pit in your throat that you can't clear. So it's like, you're, that's a terrible sensation. It's a terrible sensation because like, there's no loogie hawking. I don't know how spit is coming up so much with our Botox. Combo, <laughs> but, um, there's no amount of like getting this out of, you know, drinking more. It's just there. So very uncomfortable for sure. Are you the only friend in your immediate friend group that does the Botox that does the preventative care? No, all of them do. Yeah, everybody. Yeah, everybody does. And, you know, and the girls that I asked that live in my area that I was like, oh, I wonder if, if they would want to partake in a Botox party. And the reason why the Botox parties is because you can get a discount per unit. So if somebody comes to you, there's no overhead for them. Right. So they can charge less and still make the same. Um, so, But I would say half, half of the women that I asked if they would be interested were not. So 50-50. Yeah. 50, 50. Yeah. Did you have a conversation with Chris before you did it? Sure. Yeah. Uh, Cause I hosted the party. So I was like, Hey, just so you know, here's a herd I mean, of ladies coming over. <laughs> heard. Did, <laughs> did you have a conversation with him about like, I'm going to somewhat alter my face with injectables. How do you feel about that? Did you have a conversation with him about it? Yes, I did only to be respectful to him. Um, you know, I, I wanted to get his take on it fully knowing that I was going to do it anyway. Um, but he's, he's so chill about yeah. stuff like this. He's like, cool. If they you want to do that, him. have at it. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. like, he's, he's got tattoos. And so it's like, I don't really care what he does with his body as long as it makes him happy. Um, and he's kind of the same with me. So yeah. very lenient on stuff, but one of the women, her, her, she said, you know, I'll have to check with her husband. And then he, he was like, well, you don't need Botox. So we're not paying for it. And I was like, Oh, okay. I guess yeah. it's just so different for people. So no judgment yeah. passed on them. It's just not the way we rolled. How about right. Sean? Does he care? Yeah. He his, was like, take? please, please, please don't get injections in your lips because he didn't want me to have the like big, very obvious amphibian lip. Yeah, exactly. Like and that, that is what I, I did the lip flip and they did a little bit of injection. It was the tiniest amount. It hurt so bad for me. So that it just, he didn't even notice that I had had it done. It was that, um, I guess tasteful or whatever. Yeah. But it, uh, he just didn't want me. He was like, please don't do that to yourself. You're so beautiful. Don't do that to yourself. You don't need that. And I know what he's talking about because when you see it on people, when it's done really to any great degree, you just, it's the first thing you notice about that. Yeah. When I was, when I was going to get my boobs done, he was also like, please do not get humongous, like crazy, huge boobs. And then I did anyway. And it's been awesome. <laughs> <laughs> no regrets. <laughs> no regrets. Like my favorite meme. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> but um yeah, it's I think that it's so fascinating to when you're in your early 30s, late 20s, you think I'm, I just think that Botox is so far off. And then when I turned 36, 
it, like, I remember going and like, this is my year I'm getting this done and wondering why it took me so long to, to be okay with it. I wish I had started it when I was 32 or 34 as a preventative measure, because I, then I wouldn't have looked at myself and been like, Oh, I don't like this, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Talk to me a little bit about your mommy makeover, if you don't mind. Yeah. Well, with these huge babies. Um, and I also probably was, I don't know what it's called, but when you have, when you're diabetic while pregnant, no one ever diagnosed me with it, but I would gain at least hundred pounds every pregnancy because I was eating my feelings big time. Like yeah. first pregnancy was, you know, so calculated. And my goal was to have these twins that weighed over. I don't even remember what the benchmark was, but Statistically speaking, if you had twins that weighed over X amount, the likelihood of them going to the NICU after they were born were lower. So the goal was how do you like grow a placenta that will (laughs) placentas (laughs) that will feed these babies so they won't have to go to the NICU. And so that was very focused about food. But I also, Sean and I have always been each other's drinking partners. So when you're pregnant and you don't have drinking and like that is a social thing to do, it becomes eating. So we went and I'm salivating, just remembering the adventure we had. (laughs) We lived in Vegas at the time and we were on a pursuit of the best pie in Las Vegas. So every Saturday we would get up and we would go find a new place for pie for breakfast. And then there was a lot of hot fudge sundaes from McDonald's because (laughs) I just had to have. So I gained like about 110 pounds when I was pregnant with the twins, lost it no problem. Um, thank goodness for my mom's genes. And then right after that, I got pregnant with Lucy. This was a devastating um, surprise pregnancy because the twins, like I got pregnant the day I stopped breastfeeding and this was not in the plan, like all of the things. So a very big surprise to have three kids under three while living um, unsupported by any family in an apartment in Korea. So yeah, that's the plan have this 10 plus pound baby. And then right after that deciding, well, we want to have another kid. If we're going to do this, we need to do it now. I don't want to have this, like, you know, have a baby in four years after having these three back to back. So right away we did in vitro, uh, unthawed Lincoln. He's, he was, uh, I guess an embryo at the same time, Ryan and Evie were the twins were, but he had been frozen. So we got him out of the freezer in Las Vegas. I got pregnant with him while Sean was in Korea. So I'm an international woman of mystery (laughs) (laughs) and, um, then had an 11 pound baby. So I had a lot of skin, like you could just pull out the skin and I nursed all of them. And so I had very long boobs, like you could roll them up like a fruit roll up and tuck it into your bra. And there was no oomph left to it. There was no, there's um, no fixing excess skin, fixing excess. Yeah. And, you know, one of my friends, Carrie Gaffney describes, um, described her boobs and I didn't understand it until I had this, the symptom myself, which was a tube sock with a pepperoni at the bottom. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, I know what you mean. (laughs) I know exactly what you're talking about. But I did a mommy makeover where in, in October of last year, um, actually maybe it was August. Now that I think about it, it was August. I'm coming up on my one year. It's amazing how fast that goes where we did, I did lipo on my, um, love handles, I guess is what they're called. 
and mm-hmm. lipo on my saddlebags, you know, mm-hmm. get some of that, get some of that triangle effect from your, from your thigh. I got that. Yeah. Out. Um, and then they repaired my abs. So like they went in and like basically sewed a corset inside my, um, abdominal wall. Cause all that had been separated. You could fit your entire oh. fist between my abs inside my yeah. wild and then had a breast lift and, um, even a nipple reduction because I had like from a, from a biological standpoint, it's wonderful to have headlights for your baby to know where to go to eat. But then when you're done with that, you, uh, you don't really want, you know, I told him I didn't want salamis anymore. I wanted like mini pepperonis. So yes, I remember you telling me that I was like, yeah, nope. Yes. (laughs) Yes. So he assisted with that as well. And I even had some of my bra fat, like, you know, the, that's what the doctor called it. Like your armpits where they come down. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's over. Uh He just sucked a little bit out of there too. And what was amazing was the most painful part of that whole experience was the lipo. I woke up from surgery, totally out of it. And then about an hour later, I was like, I don't know what you guys did to me in there, but my thighs and my armpits hurt. Like they're on fire. And she's like, Oh, no problem. And she comes over and like, gives me a shot in the arm. And then I'm back out again. And then you're fine. And then is it just from like, were you really bruised there? Like from the lipo stick? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, that was, it was black and blue and then, and then green, um, as a bruise recovers, but the tummy tuck itself, I remember being so scared that I wouldn't be able to function. And that was not an issue at all. Like if you've had a the flashbacks of your C-section, oh, it was nothing like that. I also didn't have an infant to wake up and breastfeed and change. And yeah. for. Like I sat in bed for three days and watched um, on that Netflix kick was like all the music documentaries. I watched a documentary about Dolly Parton and like John Denver. And like, you know, that was the phase I was in, in that very drugged state of, of life. Um, but it was, it was a walk in the park compared to any type of birthing experience I had. Nice. Would you recommend to people? 100%. And I think that the way, so I even financed it. I did six months with no interest. So I just got really dedicated to every month I'm going to pay. I'm going to divide this total by six months. I'm not going to pay any interest on this. I'm not waiting until I have the money. I'm going to make myself find the money. And that's what I had to do. And it has been the coolest thing. I used to wear Spanx every single day. I would wear Spanx with jeans because I didn't want my stomach to like hang over my jeans. Yeah. And I would be at dinner so uncomfortable wearing Spanx with jeans. I couldn't even enjoy my life because I detested the way I looked. Sex was so um, embarrassing because you have all these body parts that have no mass to them flopping around. Um, it's hard to feel sexy in that space. It sounds like we want to be confident and, you know, as a woman, you want to exude confidence, but when you don't feel it, it's hard to exude. Yeah. And I don't want to, like, I want to be attracted to myself. I I already know my husband's very attracted to me. That's how we got in this situation to begin with. (laughs) I want to feel attracted to me though. 
And when all you see, whether it's the 11s I had on my forehead and whatever, like, I, I just want to, I want to look at it and be like, yeah, this is, this is good stuff. And I don't want to have any shame about that. One of my, um, I guess coaches, Steph Tuss was like, you know, it's, it's interesting that you talk so openly about having a mommy makeover. Cause there's a lot of shame usually about having a mommy makeover among people. So it's, it's interesting that you don't have that. I was like, oh, I didn't know that I was supposed to feel that. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. There, I don't feel shame in getting any sort of cosmetic procedure done. Um, I, Honestly, I'm like, I don't know why there would be shame if we want to feel, or if we want to look the way that we want to look, there shouldn't be any, any shame around that. I don't, I don't think it's being vain. Um, I just think it's being some, a way of being confident and feeling confident. You know, I think back of, or back when I was in high school and sports and stuff. And it's like, they, like we had to dress up on game days, like wear your best, because when you look your best you feel your best. Hmm. So I really don't think there's any difference in a cosmetic procedure or liposuction or a mommy makeover. Um, yeah. Well, and this dovetails into our conversation we had with Lee, where it's like, I was investing and really focused on the clothes I was wearing. But if you feel like you have to wear sausage casing to smooth your body, because you don't want the the lumps to be there. And that's a thing for me. I, it's funny. I don't even notice the stuff on other people, but it, it is, it was a thing for me. It was like, I can buy these wonderful clothes. And when I put them on and I have all of this like stuff done in order for it to fit right, I still don't feel good in it. Cause I'm uncomfortable, which as she always teaches is like, if you're not comfortable, it's not working. So I, I just, it was not the skin wasn't serving me anymore. I had to go. Yeah. Yeah. It served its purpose though. You have four beautiful babies. Yeah. Big old babies. Um, and yeah, I'm still admiring your beautiful forehead. Your skin is so clear too. What do you use for your skin? Um, I have used it cosmetics oh, for, for, Target. for a while now. Um, I, I get my, do they sell it at Target? I think they do. Maybe I'm I've never maybe seen I'm it. Blending it with something else. I usually get it at Ulta, or I order it because I get text messages when they have mega sales. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I yeah, it. I use it cosmetics. Yeah, well, it's working real good. Okay, Thanks, this bud. Is a fun it. combo about less fun. Just do it if you want to do it. Do it, and it is so. Have free. no shame about it either. No shame about it. There's few yeah. things that are like what's the word irreversible and Botox. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't think Sean, I'm always telling Sean, I was like, you should check out Botox. You know? Um, he's like, I can't imagine pulling G's like in an airplane where you're like, <laughs> and like the Botox starts to work its way down. His oh head. no. He has like a Frankenstein Frankenstein eyebrow. And I was like, you know, you may want to do Botox. You bring up a good point. <laughs> Yeah. Cause they tell you don't lay down for four hours because you don't, they don't want it to slide anywhere. So oh, no one's ever told me that. <gasps> what? Yeah, I know. She just always tells me to move my head while I'm driving home. She's like, just keep moving your forehead while you're driving home, uh -huh. but don't lay down. I never heard. Don't lay down. Hmm. Hmm. Maybe she's just blowing smoke up my ass. I don't know, but I don't know. It's a, a nighttime party too. Like usually probably are you doing in the evening? Yeah. 
Yeah. yeah. Then maybe what it is, because I'm usually doing it, you know, at 11 o'clock, 12 o'clock in the afternoon. So maybe she's like, don't take a nap today. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no napping at five. <laughs> okay. Have okay. a wonderful day. I never thought I would see the day where I tied in a boob job and a tummy tuck and Botox and maybe lip filler and whatever else is going on in my life. I don't, the lip filler was too painful for me to continue with. Um, I never thought I would tie that into leadership, but man, it is so critical to my, my leadership for me to not let society's pressure a make me feel like I need to change who I am, but B at the same time, if it's, if, if my outside doesn't reflect my inside, how I feel inside, I'm absolutely going to, um, take the, the measures that are available to me to make those two things sync up because when I feel good, I'm able to lead at a greater level. So I don't know what you think. I would love to hear about it. Shoot me a message over on the Hillary show on Facebook. Uh, you can follow us on Instagram as well. And above all, I hope you know that you are an extraordinary being and we're all just these like bunches of cells floating on a planet in the middle of nothingness. So we can never take ourselves too seriously. I love you. I hope you have a great day and I'll see you back here for another episode soon.